a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. So, when disaster strikes, and of course it strikes at the most inopportune moments, you might be at work, you might be at school, you might be home in bed. And, of course, we all have started to ask ourselves the questions of, would I be prepared for that? Uh, Where would you get the food or water? How would you communicate with family? How would you uh, re-get your family together, reassemble? Uh, How do you maintain those kinds of things moving forward, whether it was an earthquake or some other natural disaster? Uh, We're watching the images coming out of Ukraine, and clearly uh, so many of of those who are fleeing uh, had no thought that they would the next morning you know, be taking their little children and becoming refugees. Uh, and so all of these kinds of disasters, whether man-made or, or whether natural disaster, uh, there's a process and there's a way to make sure that you have confidence even in the midst of those kinds of storms and disasters. Uh, and to help us with that conversation and that framing, uh, really pleased to have joining us on the program today. Ronnie Warren uh, is an emergency program specialist with FEMA. Ronnie, thanks for jumping on the line with us today. Thank you very much, Boyd. And so as you look at this, you've uh, you've watched this, and uh, of course we've focused on all kinds of different preparedness and so on, the business preparedness, uh, family and individual preparedness. What are the things that you feel are most important, having watched this play out as emergency program specialist with FEMA? Well, first and foremost is personal preparedness begins with the individual. I, I cannot stress that enough to your audience. Um, you have to take personal responsibility to create a disaster plan that is, you know, very well uh, understood by your family members uh, that are in your house and other family members that you'll share that plan with. It's important that they understand the all the aspects behind your emergency plan or your disaster plan about, you know, communication. How are we going to communicate when the cell phone towers are down and the land phones are down? You know, how are we going to be able to do that communication to know that everybody is okay? And where are we going to uh, meet when the disaster happens and, uh, and, and we can all meet in one place or pre-identified locations uh, so that we can reconnect? Connect and uh, and then make a plan from there on on how we're going to recover or even evacuate the area, but but I think one of the most important things also that people understand is that I work for the government hands down I make no secret about that but let me just tell you that local state and federal government should not be your disaster plan 
that is your personal responsibility to take the time to make a plan and exercise your plan and to put away some food storage, uh, water, water filtration devices, uh, even take the time, like in my family, I hate to sound all new nerdy on you, but, but my wife and both of my daughters and myself, we're all amateur radio operators. What a great resource for communication when a disaster happens that we can all get on our amateur radio or ham radio, as it also known as, and communicate with each other to find a location to meet at. Uh-huh. So those are just some things right there that uh, right off the top, you know, uh, that, that people need to be thinking about. Uh, I love that. And I love that you're starting with a personal plan and that and that that, that is our personal responsibility. Uh, government, of course, will have a role in all of that. Uh, but you really have to be able to do it yourself, especially in those early hours and moments uh, where the federal government or the state and even local government is going to be scrambling uh, to do assessments before any kind of aid or, or help can come. Uh, we always say around here that opportunity favors the prepared mind. Uh, and I think that's what you're challenging people to do is to be prepared, not just with the resources of things, but uh, by having that plan, it actually reduces the stress and might even give you a little more confidence uh, as you deal with whatever that disaster may be. Exactly. And, and not only having that plan, but adhering to that plan when there is a disaster. Uh, don't don't stray away from your plan. You have it written down, and there's a reason why you've written it down, because it makes sense to you and your family. Follow the plan, and you will be in, in good hands you know, with your plan. And let me say something. I'm going to put a plug in for uh, Utah Emergency Management. Utah has one of the best emergency management offices right there at the state capitol. I tell you, we work with those folks there uh, pretty much every day, and they have programs that are just absolutely outstanding for the citizens of Utah. Uh, their, their website is uh, Be Ready Utah, and uh, if you go there, you will find so many resources that will help individuals and businesses plan for any type of catastrophic disaster or even a, an emergency of significance like an active shooter or something to that effect, you will find the resources there that will help you on your way of making a plan for you and your family or even in your business. Uh, I'm so glad you mentioned the business component because often the businesses think, well, we're the business. We don't have to worry about that. Uh, and, of course, they they do. Uh, and we've, we've even seen, even in the course of the pandemic, uh, we've seen what happens when you don't have that plan, then then panic ensues. And sometimes we end up with panic buying of paper towel and toilet paper and uh, you know all kinds of stressors that, that, that get activated when you're not prepared. Uh, whereas if you are and you have that plan, then you're, you're not only in a space of confidence to help yourself, your family, but you can also start helping others in that process. Absolutely right. And, and, you know, with the pandemic, that taught us so much uh, in the business preparedness about having that continuity to be able to continue your business day to day by having your employees be able to work from home, connecting with their Internet uh, at their home with their work computer, if that's provided, or their personal computer, if that allows them to get behind their work firewall. It's such an opportunity to be able to have that continuity of your business uh, play out 
in your own home where you're safe, you're away from catching any virus and uh, spreading any virus, and you can do the work right there. I mean, you know, it, it's kind of joked about uh, in the in the private sector, which the business sector, you know, about people working from home in their pajamas all day. But you know what? They're doing it, and they're doing it very, very well. It's just having that ability to create a continuity plan, and that's and that's some of the stuff that FEMA teaches uh, through the. FEMA Emergency Management Institute is continuity. Uh, we teach that for governments to do uh, continuity of their government activities. And it's pretty much the same thing with the business sector is to be able to build out that continuity on how they're going to conduct business and, uh, and, and be able to not miss a beat, you know, not miss that call from a, a customer or a stakeholder and, uh, and, and that's great. That says a lot about our own resilience when we can have that ability to do that. Yeah. Ronnie Warren's emergency program specialist with FEMA joining us on the line as we talk about that kind of preparedness, not panicked, but planned and strategic. Uh, Ronnie, before I let you go, what's what's the one thing that we're not talking about when it comes to uh, preparedness that you wish we would talk about more? I, I wish that we would start off in the elementary schools with our kids. It is so important. If you, if you tell a kid, a child, give them that power to say, mom and dad, we've got to put together a plan. And you continue to give that message to that child as they grow up into junior high, high school, college, that's going to be something that's going to be on their mind for the rest of their life about the importance of preparedness. And, and we have so many examples out there uh, of real disasters that have taken place where people, you know, they do without food, they do without water for weeks and thinking that somebody else is going to provide it for them. But that's not the message that we need to send out there. The message needs to be personal responsibility through all of these different outlets that we have at FEMA and the Be Ready Utah website. Uh, there's so much information to help people get along the, uh, with building out their plans and, uh, and your local emergency management office. Uh, you know, get to know those folks. Understand what their plan is for evacuation and sheltering um, your local amateur radio clubs. Salt Lake County, or Salt Lake City metro area, or the Valley, I guess as they call it, Salt Lake Valley, they have a lot of amateur radio clubs, and those folks have the knowledge, and they teach classes, and they give exams for people to take the amateur radio test and become a licensed amateur radio operator. It's a great hobby, but even more so, it is a great tool for your disaster preparedness toolbox. Uh, but it's wonderful. I mean, it, it's just an absolutely great tool to, to have that amateur radio license. Uh, fantastic. Ronnie Warren, again, emergency program specialist with FEMA. Uh, Ronnie, we appreciate you weighing in today. This is a crucial conversation, and we're going to stay with the question uh, in the weeks and months ahead uh, as we look at other opportunities, remembering that opportunity always favors the prepared, especially in a disaster. Ronnie, thanks for joining us today. Anytime. Thank you very much. All right, we'll step aside for one last commercial break. When we come back, final thoughts on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, You need to give us your phone and 
get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts.